Hey there. Welcome to Episode 4, Operation Apollo. This week is Part 1 of a two-part series, summarizing the third chapter of The Canadian Army in Afghanistan, Volume 1, A Nation Under Fire, 2001-2006, by Sean Maloney, Ph.D. In this episode, we delve into the early chapters of Operation Apollo, a crucial part of the Canadian Army's involvement in Operation Enduring Freedom. The narrative takes us to the post-9-11 landscape, exploring the complexities and strategic decisions that unfolded in Kandahar, Afghanistan, from February to July 2002. Join us as we unravel the operational intricacies, challenges, and unexpected turns that shaped the Canadian Army's role in securing base areas, conducting special operations, and contributing to the broader coalition efforts. It's a journey into the heart of a critical moment in history, where commitment, sacrifice, and unforeseen events paint a vivid picture of Operation Apollo's significance. So tune in as we navigate through the pages of this gripping tale, exploring the untold stories of those who played a pivotal role in the early phases on the War on Terror. My name is James, and I'm the host of Canada in Afghanistan podcast. Operation Apollo was the Canadian contribution to the larger international effort known as Operation Enduring Freedom. Operation Enduring Freedom was initiated by the United States in response to the terrorist attacks on September 11, 2001. The primary goal was to dismantle the Taliban regime in Afghanistan, which had harbored and supported the Al-Qaeda terrorist network responsible for the attacks. Operation Apollo specifically focused on the deployment of the Canadian forces in Afghanistan in order to support OEF. It aimed to contribute to the efforts to remove the Taliban from power, eliminate Al-Qaeda sanctuaries, and disrupt terrorist networks operating in the region. The Canadian military played a crucial role in securing key areas, conducting special operations, and assisting in the overall mission objectives outlined by the coalition forces involved in OEF. The broader context of Operation Enduring Freedom involved a coalition of nations working together to combat terrorism and stabilize Afghanistan. The mission evolved over the years, encompassing not only military operations, but also efforts to rebuild the country, establish a stable government, and promote long-term security. Operation Apollo, as part of this larger framework, reflects Canada's commitment to the global fight against terrorism and its dedication to international security forces. Operation Apollo unfolded in Afghanistan from February to July 2002, representing a critical phase in the post-9-11 international efforts to stabilize the country. In February, Canadian forces, as part of the broader Operation Enduring Freedom, were deployed to Kandahar, a significant city in southern Afghanistan. The primary objectives included securing key areas, gathering intelligence, and supporting special operations. The initial phase involved establishing a presence at Kandahar Airfield, and implementing security measures to safeguard the region. As the operation progressed into March and April, Canadian forces, particularly 3rd Battalion, Princess Patricia's Canadian Light Infantry, faced the challenge of managing the complex dynamics within Kandahar City. The absence of a formal government structure required the Canadian forces to adopt flexible strategies, including the development of Contingency Plan Python, anticipating various scenarios such as enemy attacks or the need for rescue operations. May marked a significant expansion of the operation, 
with the initiation of Operation Full Throttle. This operation aimed to target Taliban leadership in the remote Durawad area of western Aruzgan province. The complexity of the mission became apparent as various special forces units, including the Canadian and U.S. components, collaborated in a multifaceted plan. However, Full Throttle encountered challenges, leading to a reassessment of the initial air assault plan and modifications in response to the evolving situation on the ground. The operation also highlighted the delicate balance between achieving mission objectives and minimizing civilian casualties, as exemplified by an unfortunate incident during the engagement in June. In July, Operation Cherokee Sky shifted to focus to the Zobol province. The operation aimed to gather intelligence, disrupt potential enemy activities, and enhance connections between the Afghan Intern Administration and Zobol Province Administration. Recky Platoon from 3PPCLI played a crucial role in reconnaissance, contributing valuable information for subsequent air and ground maneuvers. Cherokee Sky demonstrated the need for adaptability and maneuverability in challenging terrains, emphasizing the evolving nature of the mission. Throughout the timeline of Operation Apollo, Canadian forces faced diverse challenges, from establishing a presence in Kandahar to engaging in complex special operations in different regions. The operation's success lay in the flexibility of strategies, collaboration with international partners, and the ability to adapt to unpredictable circumstances inherent in post-conflict environments. Operation Apollo involved various key actors, each playing a crucial role in the dynamic landscape of post-9-11 Afghanistan. One of the central figures was the Shirzai Afghan Militia Force, or the AMF, led by Gul Aga Shirzai. The AMF, based in Kandahar, was a local militia force that collaborated with coalition forces to maintain security and stability in the region. Golaga Shirzai, a prominent Afghan leader, served as the governor of Kandahar and played a pivotal role in coordinating efforts with the international forces. Another significant player was the 19th Special Forces Group Alpha, or SFGA, a unit of the United States Army Special Forces. Special forces are elite soldiers trained for unconventional warfare and special operations. In the context of Operation Apollo, the 19th SFGA operated alongside Afghan forces and conducted special operations to target Taliban leaders, disrupt insurgent activities, and gather intelligence. The collaboration between the Shirzai AMF and the 19th SFGA was essential for the success of the mission. The AMF provided local knowledge and support, while the U.S. Special Forces brought specialized training and capabilities. Together, they navigated the complex and often volatile environment of Kandahar, addressing security challenges and contributing to the broader goals of Operation Enduring Freedom. The synergy between these key actors reflected the cooperative nature of international efforts to stabilize Afghanistan during this critical period. The Shirzai Afghan Militia Force and the 19th Special Forces Group Alpha encountered a myriad of challenges as they sought to establish control in Kandahar during Operation Apollo. One prominent obstacle was the absence of a stable and functional government infrastructure in the aftermath of the Taliban's fall. The process of establishing governance, including essential services, was time-consuming, leaving a power vacuum that the AMF and the SFGA had to navigate. Kandahar, a city with diverse districts and varying loyalties, presented another challenge. Not all districts were uniformly anti-Taliban, and the potential for encountering pro-Taliban sentiments loomed large. This complexity raised concerns reminiscent of historical incidences, such as the JSOC operation in Mogadishu. The loosely organized networks of checkpoints lacked effective command and control, posing difficulties in coordinating security measures. 
Key sites within the city, including the governor's guest house, the central police station, and the governor's palace, were deemed critical for maintaining control. Special operations forces were tasked with securing these sites. The strategic importance of Muller Omar's former residence, now Fob Gecko, added another layer of complexity to the mission. The establishment of a secure environment was further complicated by the potential for Taliban attacks on coalition-controlled sites. Contingency Plan Python was devised to address the possibility of needing a ground option involving forces prepared for air mobile extraction using CH-47 helicopters. The dynamic nature of the situation, combined with uncertainties related to helicopter availability and weather conditions, added a layer of complexity to the operational planning. Despite these challenges, the Shirzai AMF and the 19SFGA conducted numerous direct actions and raids, detaining insurgents and gathering valuable information. However, the delicate balance of maintaining security without triggering significant local reactions underscored the intricate nature of their mission in Kandahar. The challenges faced during the establishment of control in Kandahar laid the groundwork for adopting strategies and refining approaches in subsequent operations. The establishment of a loose network of checkpoints in Kandahar was a response to the complex security situation and the absence of a stable government structure after the fall of the Taliban during Operation Apollo. The checkpoints served as a rudimentary attempt to create a semblance of security and control over the city. However, this network faced significant challenges, primarily stemming from the lack of serious command and control. The checkpoints were distributed throughout various districts of Kandahar, reflecting the diverse and potentially volatile nature of the city's population. The goal was to exert a level of influence and monitor movement within the city. However, the absence of a centralized command structure meant that coordination among these checkpoints was limited, contributing to the lack of overall effectiveness. Given that not all districts shared an anti-Taliban stance, the loose network faced the risk of encountering pro-Taliban sentiments in certain areas. The checkpoints, while strategically placed, lack the organizational framework necessary to ensure a cohesive response in the event of enemy actions or the need for swift interventions. The challenges inherent in this loose network of checkpoints highlighted the complexity of establishing control in a post-conflict urban environment. Effective governance and security required more than a scattered array of monitoring points. It necessitated a comprehensive strategy that addressed the nuanced loyalties within the city. The evolving dynamics of Kandahar's security landscape would eventually lead to the refinement of approaches and the development of contingency plans to address potential threats. Contingency Plan Python emerged as a strategic response to the uncertainties and challenges faced by the Shirzai Afghan Militia Force and the 19th Special Forces Group Alpha in Kandahar. Recognizing the limitations of relying on a loose network of security checkpoints, the planners, particularly the 3rd Battalion PPCLI staff, sought to establish a contingency option that could be swiftly activated when needed. The plan was conceived as a ground mission to complement the existing air mobile extraction capabilities using CH-47 helicopters. The primary concern was the potential unavailability of helicopters due to other engagements or adverse weather conditions. In such scenarios, Contingency Plan Python was designed to deploy a Quick Reaction Force, or QRF, with specific capabilities. The QRF included six coyotes, three bisons carrying an infantry platoon, and an Ayala engineer vehicle, all prepared to extract special forces personnel from the city as required. The triggers for activating contingency plan Python were diverse. 
ranging from potential Taliban attacks on coalition-controlled sites to the need for rescue operations in case key locations face threats or sieges. The plan considered various scenarios, including the presence of enemy leaders or facilitators in pro-Taliban neighborhoods, echoing the complexities of urban warfare and counterinsurgency. The development of Contingency Plan Python underscored the pragmatic approach taken by the Canadian forces in anticipating and preparing for contingencies. By recognizing the uncertainties associated with helicopter availability and the dynamic security situation in Kandahar, the planners demonstrated a commitment to flexibility and adaptability in their operational strategies. The successful execution of direct actions and raids within the city, coupled with the vigilance of the QRF, ultimately meant that Python did not need to be activated during the review period, showcasing the effectiveness of integrated contingency planning. The period between February and July 2002 witnessed a series of special operations and raids conducted by the 19th Special Forces Group Alpha and their Afghan counterparts within Kandahar. These operations aimed at disrupting Taliban activities, detaining insurgents, and gathering crucial intelligence. Notably, on May 9, 2002, a special forces raid within the city led to the detention of 13 insurgents with weapons, along with the seizure of laptops. The successful mission demonstrated the effectiveness of targeted operations gathering actionable intelligence. Subsequent direct actions on May 21st resulted in the capture of two or more detainees and additional information. Following these successes, another significant raid on June 6th led to the apprehension of a commander named Sardar Mohammed. The collaboration between the 19th Special Forces and the Afghan militia proved instrumental in targeting key individuals and acquiring valuable data for the intelligence system at Kandahar Airfield. The operations extended to June 9th, with a large raid targeting three houses. This mission, conducted by the 19th Special Forces and the Afghan militia, further contributed to the intelligence system at CAF. Remarkably, the city did not witness a significant local reaction during these operations, reflecting a level of coordination and restraint in the execution of these raids. These direct actions and special operations played a crucial role in dismantling Taliban networks within Kandahar. By detaining insurgents, seizing weapons, and extracting valuable information, the 19th SFGA and their gang counterparts demonstrated their commitment to disrupting enemy activities and contributing to the broader security objectives in the region. The success of these operations highlighted the significance of special forces in conducting targeted missions and gathering intelligence to enhance situational awareness. Special Operation Forces, particularly the 19th Special Forces Group Alpha and their Afghan counterparts, strategically controlled sites within Kandahar as part of Operation Apollo. These sites played a crucial role in maintaining security, gathering intelligence, and establishing a presence in the city. Notable locations included the Governor's Guest House, where Gul Aga Sherzai presided, the Central Police Station, the Governor's Palace, and the former residence of Mullah Ormar, or otherwise known as Fob Gekko all now under control of Special Operations Forces. Controlling these sites served multiple purposes. First and foremost, it established a visible and operational presence in strategic areas, allowing Special Forces to respond rapidly to emerging threats or conduct necessary extractions. The Governor's Guest House, being a seat of local governance, symbolized authority and stability. The Central Police Station and the Governor's Palace were essential for maintaining law and order, while Fob Gecko provide a strategic vantage point in the northwest of the city. Moreover, the UN and NGO locations were critical for humanitarian efforts, contributing to the broader stabilization goals. By controlling Mullah Omar's former residence, special forces 
maintained a strategic asset with historical significance, showcasing their ability to secure key terrain. The loose network of checkpoints also added a layer of security that highlighted the complex nature of the operation environment. Given the diverse loyalties within the city, with not all districts being uniformly anti-Taliban, these key sites became focal points for stability and intelligence gathering. In essence, the significance of these controlled sites was multifaceted, encompassing security, intelligence, governance, and the facilitation of humanitarian efforts. They represented a tangible manifestation on the coalition's commitment to stabilizing Kandahar and dismantling the Taliban influence in the region. Operation Full Throttle emerged as a critical phase within Operation Apollo. Driven by intelligence suggesting the presence of high-level Taliban leadership in the remote Dirawad area of western Aruzkan province, the operation unfolded in May and June of 2002 and was characterized by its ambitious objective to disrupt and potentially decapitate the remaining Taliban command structure, including figures like Mullah Omar, Mullah Osmani, and Mullah Baradar. The intelligence leading to Operation Full Throttle was multifaceted. Signals intelligence resources detected unusual communications traffic in the Dararad region, indicating potential high-value targets. Special reconnaissance missions conducted by the Norwegian, German, Australian, and Canadian teams provided on-the-ground insights, uncovering significant activity in the area, including test firing of mortars and the presence of a suspected command node northeast of the town. The operation itself involved a combination of forces, including Norwegian SOF, a 12-man ODA from the 3rd Special Forces Group, the elements from 3rd Battalion's Princess Patricia's Canadian Light Infantry. The plan included inserting special reconnaissance teams conducting ground operations to shake the tree and deploying Afghan and U.S. Special Forces to initiate coordinated search operations based on improved intelligence. However, Operation Full Throttle encountered challenges. A compromised Norsoft team triggered an unexpected engagement, leading to a revision of plans. The air assault portion was abandoned, and U.S. Special Forces and their Afghan counterparts opted for a ground approach. Unfortunately, the operation took a tragic turn when an AC-130 Spectre gunship engaged a compound hosting a wedding party, resulting in civilian casualties. This incident prompted an immediate halt to the operation. The subsequent investigation revealed that anti-aircraft guns were deliberately placed in civilian areas by the enemy, underscoring the complexity and risks associated with operations in populated areas. Despite this setback, Operation Full Throttle highlighted the intricate nature of intelligence-driven missions and the challenges posed by Afghan terrain and population dynamics. It also underscored the importance of precise intelligence to avoid civilian casualties and maintain local support. The planning process for Operation Full Throttle was intricate and involved multiple actors, including the Canadian forces. The operation was spearheaded by the Combined Joint Special Operations Task Force Afghanistan, reflecting the collaborative nature of coalition efforts in Afghanistan. The intelligence indicating the presence of high-level Taliban leadership in the Darawad area prompted the need for a comprehensive plan. As the planning progressed, a requirement for a light infantry battalion emerged leading to the involvement of 3rd Battalion Princess Patricia's Canadian Light Infantry. The operation, initially designated to include air assault elements, ultimately shifted to a ground approach due to various factors, including concerns of the accuracy of intelligence. Canadian forces, represented by 3PPCLI, 
were a key component of this operation. The full-throttle organization, codenamed TFTYCZ, included three company-sized units from the Afghan Militia Force, accompanied by two U.S. Special Forces Operational Detachment Alphas, or ODAs. In addition to the AMF and U.S. Special Forces, 3PPCLI, with its three companies, played a significant role in the operation. The Canadian contingent was part of the second element of TFTYCZ, tasked flying into blocking positions. However, the planning phase faced challenges, and the intelligence was a source of concern for Lieutenant Colonel Strogan, the commander of 3PPCLI. He expressed dissatisfaction with the precision of the intelligence, leading to the decision of 3PPCLI to remove itself from the planning process. Despite reservations, Operation Full Throttle proceeded. The planning process also witnessed changes in the composition of the force. Originally conceived as a larger operation with a battalion of Royal Marines, the force size was eventually reduced to two U.S. Special Forces ODAs, a SEAL platoon, and a company-sized group of Afghans mentored by members of the 19th Special Forces Group Alpha. The alteration in force composition highlighted the adaptability required in dynamic operational environments. Operation Full Throttle's planning phase reflects the challenges inherent in coordinating multinational forces, adapting to evolving intelligence, and addressing concerns about operational precision. The involvement of Canadian forces showcased their commitment to coalition efforts and their willingness to contribute to complex operations in Afghanistan. Operation Full Throttle encountered several challenges and underwent significant changes during its execution, ultimately leading to its abrupt halt. The operation faced a series of obstacles that impacted its feasibility and execution. One major challenge was the imprecise nature of the intelligence regarding the compounds where the high-level Taliban leadership was suspected to be located in the Dharawad area. The lack of specific information on the enemy's exact positions created uncertainty and posed a potential risk to the success of the operation. Lieutenant Colonel Strogan, the commander of 3PPCLI, expressed dissatisfaction with the intelligence, emphasizing the importance of accuracy in planning such a critical mission. As a response to the intelligence concerns, a ground approach was adopted instead of the initially planned air assault. This decision aimed to avoid activating the enemy's early warning system, which could compromise the element of surprise and give the Taliban leaders an opportunity to escape or seek refuge. The alteration in the operational approach marked a significant change in the original plan. During the execution phase, the operation faced a tragic incident that led to its immediate halt. An anti-aircraft gun located in a compound adjacent to a wedding party engaged coalition forces. In an attempt to suppress the threat, an AC-130 Spectre gunship mistakenly targeted the wedding party compound, resulting in the tragic death of an estimated 40 people and the injury of 50 to 100 individuals. This critical incident had an immediate consequence, raising concerns about civilian casualties and potentially escalating tensions with the local population. The investigation into the incident revealed that the operators of the anti-aircraft gun deliberately placed it in a civilian community and fired at coalition forces, knowing the presence of significant number of civilians. The tragic outcome heightened tensions in Kandahar City with reports indicating varying reactions among the population. In response to the incident, and with growing unease in Kandahar, three PPCLI's intelligence section assessed that the coalition forces were wearing out their welcome. There were concerns that another negative incident could turn the public against the coalition, posing potential threats to camp security or requiring the activation of contingency plan Python in the city. The challenges and changes in the plan, coupled with the tragic incident and the potential risk for further negative repercussions, led to the immediate halt of Operation Full Throttle. 
The operation's conclusion underscored the complexities and sensitivities associated with conducting military operations in environments where civilian populations are present, emphasizing the need for precise intelligence and measures to minimize collateral damage. The aftermath of Operation Full Throttle was marked by significant consequences and reverberations that extended beyond the immediate operational context. The operation's unfortunate incident resulted in tragic civilian casualties that had far-reaching implications. One of the immediate consequences was the loss of civilian lives and the injury of numerous individuals attending the wedding party. This incident generated shock, anger, and grief among the local population in Kandahar City. Reports from the city indicated that while educated segments of the population expressed sadness of the tragedy, the uneducated portions were angry, creating a potentially volatile situation. The civilian casualties strained the relationship between the coalition forces and the local population, raising concerns about the perception of the international military presence in the region. As stated previously, the investigation into the incident revealed that the operators of the anti-aircraft gun deliberately placed it in the civilian community firing at coalition forces with the awareness of the significant number of civilians present. This deliberate act heightened tensions and contributed to the negative segments towards the coalition forces, particularly in Kandahar City. The civilian casualties and the perception of coalition forces as responsible for the tragedy posed challenges to the overall mission of winning hearts and minds. In Kandahar City, the atmosphere became increasingly antagonistic. The population's reaction to the incident combined with the assassination of the Afghan's vice president on June 6, 2002, created a complex and potentially volatile situation. The Afghan vice president's assassination added another layer of instability and uncertainty, further impacting the overall security situation in the region. Operation Full Throttle's aftermath highlighted the delicate balance that military operations must strike in areas with a civilian presence. The tragic incidents underscored the need for precise intelligence, meticulous planning, and measures to minimize collateral damage. It also emphasized the challenges of navigating complex and dynamic socio-political landscapes where negative incidents can have a lasting repercussion on the perception of military interventions and coalition forces. During Operation Apollo, Kandahar presented a complex and challenging theater of operations. The city, a key focal point in the broader Operation Enduring Freedom, witnessed a multifaceted struggle for control and stability. The Shirzai Afghan Militia Force and the 19th Special Forces Group faced a daunting task of establishing a semblance of government and security, with the need to navigate the intricate dynamics of a city divided among pro- and anti-Taliban lines. The establishment of a loose network of checkpoints underscored the difficulty in achieving cohesive command and control, leaving certain districts vulnerable to potential insurgent activities. The challenges were not limited to external threats. Internal divisions, local power dynamics, and the delicate balance of public sentiment further complicated efforts to consolidate control. Contingency Plan Python emerged as a strategic response, providing a ground option for extraction in case helicopter-based plans faced obstacles. Special operations, including raids and direct actions, unfolded within the city, detaining insurgents and gathering crucial intelligence. Key sites such as the governor's guesthouse, police station, and former residence of Mullah Omar became pivotal locations under special forces control. Amidst these complexities, the Canadian Army's contributions during Operation Apollo were pivotal, providing tangible support to coalition efforts. 
The groundwork laid during this period would later serve as an unintentional precursor to Canada's extensive recommitment to southern Afghanistan in 2005. As Episode 5 unfolds, we'll delve deeper into Operation Cherokee Sky and witness the evolving landscape of this intricate military saga. The reactions and responses to the special operations conducted within Kandahar during Operation Apollo were nuanced and multifaceted. As special operations forces carried out raids and direct actions, the local populace exhibited a range of responses. Notably, several direct actions conducted within the city, such as the soft raid in May that led to the detention of insurgents and the subsequent actions in June, did not elicit significant local reactions. The relative absence of the backlash during these operations suggested a level of acceptance or non-resistance from certain segments of the population. This lack of overt resistance allowed the coalition forces to continue their intelligence-gathering efforts and detainment operations without triggering significant unrest. Contingency Plan Python, designed by the 3PPCLI staff, reflected a proactive approach to the potential challenges. The readiness to deploy this ground option showcased her strategic awareness of the limitations and uncertainties associated with relying solely on helicopter-based extractions. The fact that Python did not have to be activated during the course of Operation Apollo highlighted the adaptability and effectiveness of the existing strategies and operations. In summary, the reactions to special operations within Kandahar during Operation Apollo were varied, influenced by the specific circumstances of each mission and the intricate socio-political landscape of the city. As the narrative progresses, the subsequent episodes will shed further light on the evolving dynamics and responses within the operational theater. The dynamics between coalition forces and the local population in Kandahar during Operation Apollo were complex, shaped by a multitude of factors including historical context, tribal affiliations, and the ever-present influence of the Taliban. The city's population did not uniformly align against the Taliban, adding layers of complexity to the coalition efforts. One of the key challenges faced by coalition forces was discerning friend from foe within the local population. Kandahar, like many Afghan cities, had a diverse socio-political landscape with varying degrees of support or resistance against the Taliban. The absence of a well-established government added to the additional layer of complexity, requiring coalition forces to navigate through a city with fluid allegiances and competing interests. The success of these operations, therefore, depended on understanding and navigating the local sentiments. As the lack of significant local reaction during certain missions suggested a level of acceptance or neutrality, the symbolic relationship observed during operations in the Maywan district, where a demonstration occurred at the front gates of Kandahar Airfield in response to coalition raids, underscored the interconnectedness between field operations and local population sentiments. This demonstrated the delicate balance that coalition forces needed to maintain between conducting effective military operations and managing potential backlash from the civilian population. As the narrative unfolds, the interactions and dynamics between coalition forces and the local population continue to play a pivotal role, shaping the trajectory of Operation Apollo in Kandahar. In summary of Part 1 of Operation Apollo, spanning February to July 2002, we delved into the Canadian Army's pivotal role in Operation Enduring Freedom. The narrative unfolds in Kandahar, Afghanistan, with the Shirzai Afghan Militia Force and the 19th Special Forces Group working to establish control. The challenges are numerous, with a loosely coordinated network of checkpoints attempting to secure the city. Contingency Plan Python is developed, presenting a ground option for Special Forces extraction. The episode recounts specific operations and raids, with three PPCLI's battle group engaged in successful actions, notably without activating Python. 
Outside Kandahar, Task Force Kbar operates in the Maywan district. The tale takes a dramatic turn with Operation Full Throttle in the remote Dwaralrod area. Intelligence points to high-level Taliban leadership, prompting a complex plan involving Canadian forces. However, the operation experienced a tragic setback when an AC-130 Spectre gunship mistakenly targets a wedding party. Leading to civilian casualties, the aftermath sees heightened tensions in Kandahar City, jeopardizing coalition forces' relationship with the local population. The investigation reveals deliberate actions by anti-coalition elements, exacerbating the challenge of winning hearts and minds. Full Throttle's consequences prompt reflections on the deliberate balance between military operations and civilian perceptions in the complex socio-political landscapes. In Part 2, we delve deeper into Operation Apollo's unfolding drama, exploring the Canadian Army's strategic contributions during the crucial period of Operation Enduring Freedom. Brace yourself for a riveting narrative as we dissect the intricacies of Operation Cherokee Sky in Zubal Province, shedding light on the challenges faced and the strategic maneuvers executed. Witness the evolving dynamics between coalition forces and local actors, and stay tuned for a gripping exploration of the unintended impactful precursor that Operation Apollo sets for Canada's extensive recommitment to southern Afghanistan in 2005. Part 2 promises to unravel more layers of this complex military saga, offering insights into the intricate dance between military operations, intelligence gathering, and the delicate art of winning hearts and minds in a volatile landscape. Don't miss the next chapter of this compelling story of Operation Apollo. Until next time, stay curious, stay informed, and may the echoes of our shared history guide us forward. Thank you.